Welcome to my Shoplifting Catch-22, the discussion of all things nutrition, health, fitness, and strength. I am your host, David Edgel. Thank you for joining me for this conversation. In this episode, I'm going to tell you about the five supplements that I think everyone should be using, and I'll include some bonuses too. It's high five time. We've talked a lot recently about how to structure a successful eating plan, and in this episode, I'm going to start talking about nutritional supplements. The question is why? Even with the best of diets, we tend to miss out on various micronutrients. So what's a micronutrient? We've talked about macronutrients being proteins, carbs, fat, and alcohol. There's a lot of micronutrients. There's vitamins, there's minerals, there's essential fatty acids, and there's other categories that we could put a lot of other sports supplements into. Various groups have tried to define what's essential for human health, but those numbers change as we improve our understanding of the human body. Those numbers change as we change activity levels, and each individual can have changing needs across a lifetime for different micronutrients. Diseases can change that, age can change that, pregnancy can change that. This is a topic that we'll continue to discuss here at My Shoplifting Catch-22. Beyond micronutrients, there's other components of our diet that can be hard to address. We may have a hard time meeting macronutrient needs through our regular meals and our regular diet, our regular eating. We may see additional stress on our body because of our training or our job. In part, these challenges can be addressed through various nutritional supplements. Now, to give you a background, I'm a supplement cynic. Most supplements out there are garbage, fads, or are placebos that really long-term don't benefit the human body. However, through my experience with my own training and in training countless others, these are the five supplements that I've seen that everyone should use. Five. Creatine. I was one of the first people to start using creatine almost three decades ago. I had access to it so early that I was able to introduce it to my college professors and ultimately was able to do clinical research on creatine. Because of that experience, I was able to present the findings of our research at a national health conference in 1998. Let's look at some highlights of what creatine is and does. So first of all, creatine is a critical energy source created by the human body. It's created in the liver, and it's consumed in the muscle mass. It's a vital energy pathway for exercise. It's especially vital for resistance athletes, strength training, or for people that do heavy labor. Creatine is not very necessary for sedentary people because they make enough to get through the day as compared to the more active athletes. It's critical for those hardworking athletes because the liver can't keep up production in adequate amounts. And it can be beneficial for people who do heavy physical labor. Creatine dosing can be dependent specifically on muscle mass and activity. The larger the muscle mass and the harder your resistance training, the more creatine your body can actually use and absorb. There are various forms of creatine, but in my opinion, creatine monohydrate is still the best creatine. It can be hard to absorb for some people, so to improve its absorption, combine it with a supplement called alpha-lipoic acid. Four. Fourth on my list of supplements that everyone should take is glutamine. I first heard about glutamine when doing research in college. Apparently, burn victims were starving to death even on a 
20,000 calorie a day intravenous diet. Their bodies were cannibalizing themselves. Your skin is your largest organ. It is your barrier against infections. And burn victims, having had this tissue traumatized, would cannibalize other essential organs in order to rebuild their tissue. The problem was, in just putting in calories, the trauma units weren't putting in the components that the body needed to heal. What they found is when they introduced glutamine, very severely burned people were actually surviving and healing. So what is glutamine? It's an amino acid. Glutamine is a powerful amino acid that's one of the primary components of muscle and skin tissue. Glutamine has a significant impact on speeding healing in traumatized tissue. Increasing glutamine consumption can significantly decrease needs for other less efficient proteins. Glutamine can even do so much as improve your gut health. It's a preferred food source of your GI tract. Glutamine radically speeds healing after invasive surgeries where a lot of tissue is cut or damaged. I use this for my clients who have to go through surgery to speed up the recovery. What I have found is glutamine should be taken in very small and very frequent doses because it absorbs very quickly. I recommend dosing in 5 to 10 gram servings and doing this 5 to 10 times a day. I have taken as much as 150 grams of glutamine on a daily basis and what it has done is it allowed me to cut my calorie consumption down and lean out. Number three on the list of supplements that I think everyone should take is protein powder. This is a pretty broad statement because I'm not going to specifically point at just one protein powder or one protein blend, but I am going to make some recommendations. Let's start off by saying protein digestion and absorption can be difficult for many people. Some powdered protein drinks can be more easily digested than whole food proteins. Not all protein powders are created equal. Many are garbage because they're based with garbage ingredients. Personal testing of various products will be necessary to find one that matches you very well. Many people respond well to lactose-free whey isolate and casein blends. If you have problems with milk products, you may want to avoid these types of proteins. Meal replacement powders may be a better solution than just a straight protein because your body will recognize it a little bit better as a whole food and it will absorb it and utilize it more efficiently. Moving on to top two, krill. Krill is a tiny sea shrimp. Walrus live an extended period of life. They have a very, very high body fat and they don't have any heart disease at all. Researchers were intrigued by this they studied walrus and found that uniquely, they ate this little sea shrimp as a large part of their diet. And because of a specialized oil made by these krill, it protected the walrus against heart disease. In doing human research, they found a lot of similar positive attributes when we consume krill. Many of you are familiar with fish oils. Just think of krill as a supercharged, highly absorbable fish oil. The difference is it's a little bit better of an oil profile for us as human beings. Krill improves cholesterol profiles. I personally take krill because I don't have enough good HDL cholesterol. Krill, twice a day, improves that profile for me. Krill has a dramatic effect on suppressing inflammation. If you are athletically active, sometimes your knees will hurt, sometimes your shoulders will hurt. Krill helps suppress that inflammation. And krill does not harm the liver like an ibuprofen or a statin drug can. Because of this, you can get off of the ibuprofen, you can possibly alter statin drug consumption, and give your liver a significant break that it deserves. The number one supplement that I recommend may surprise you, a gummy multivitamin multimineral. 
Now, why would I recommend something so easily accessible? Well, most people don't get adequate vitamins and minerals. Even with the very best of diets, we can have absorption issues, we can have timing issues, we can have states of disease. Gummies are accessible. They dissolve very easily. That's why I don't recommend a hard pill because a hard pill has a problem breaking down properly for digestion. Gummies break down easily for digestion and absorption. They can help bring a hard-to-get vitamin intake up to a productive level in most people. You will have to look around and see what's available to you and experiment a little bit and to see what is the perfect combination for you. In making any list, there's always other items that you regret that you couldn't include. I have two here that I'm going to give an honorable mention to. First of all is vitamin D. Vitamin D is so important that it's the only vitamin produced in the body. If it was discovered today, vitamin D would possibly be considered a hormone. Vitamin D is an active sterile compound and has a direct relationship with healthy hormone balance. So vitamin D levels are directly related to energy levels and feelings of well-being. Vitamin D is produced in the skin as a reaction to exposure to sunlight or ultraviolet light. And here's the problem. Our modern pace and program fear of skin cancer keeps many people from getting enough sun to be able to make adequate levels of vitamin D. The current Food and Drug Administration guidelines suggest a 400 microgram dosage is adequate. However, prominent research indicates that most healthy people need over 10 times that amount, and some people need dramatically more. How do you figure this out? Get your blood work done, see what your vitamin D count is, and react from there. Probiotics round out our honorable mention list. Gut health or intestinal health is essential for all other nutritional function. 60% of what we call our immune system is the active biological culture of our intestines. If those healthy bacteria are damaged by, say, an antibiotic or a disease, our system suffers a reduction in immune response. The breakdown of food into absorbable matter is partially dependent on our intestinal bacteria. We don't absorb nutrients if they are not properly broken down. Even with proper bacteria culture, we can be limited in nutrition absorption because we have a limited amount of bacteria function. Adding a healthy external source of bacteria can help restore balance and health to a struggling digestive system. There are a lot of alternatives in probiotics. I would recommend doing a little personal research by trial and error. See what helps you absorb. See what makes you less gassy. See what helps you feel better. And there they are, the all-stars of supplements. Number one, a gummy multivitamin multimineral. Number two, krill. Number three, protein powder. Number four, glutamine. Number five, creatine. And your bonus all-stars, vitamin D and probiotics. Give these food supplements a whirl. Not everyone is for every person, but these, I believe, can help just about everybody in improving their health and nutrition long term. Thank you for joining us for this episode of my Shoplifting Catch-22. The overload of information about nutritional supplements can be confusing. So I hope that this episode gave you a starting point to help you organize your supplement plan. If you have not yet subscribed to our podcast, I invite you to subscribe now so that you can be notified of our next episodes. I also invite you to share this episode with friends, family, and workout buddies that will also benefit. Come visit us at myshoplifting.com and join our community with a digital membership subscription for workouts, exercise programming, recipes, and easy-to-understand video instruction. 
If you have questions, feel free to contact us and let us help you in your fitness journey. Join us again next time as we continue the conversation.